0: And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. I am your host Joel and Matt and I both agreed we forgot it was Sunday before we came to record.
1: <laughs> we did. I, I've had a weird week where like I, there Same. was like a day during the week where like I had like a really bad headache and like kind of slept for a lot of the day. So it kind of yeah. like threw me out of like my usual schedule. So I'm like, oh, today is only Saturday. I've got another day to do cover Group. And it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's actually Monday for me which is sunday for joel
0: (laughs) yeah i'm all messed up too because i had a messed up week previously again i mentioned i spent all of last week thursday at the hospital Mm -hmm. i'm better now everything is fine now but then i really screwed myself because it was uh, aew all out last night so you know (laughs) i just watched three hours of wrestling (laughs) so you know it was a whole big deal, and uh, you know what I think got me, too? It was like after D23, we had such just a newsgasm of everything at once, where it's like, oh, well, now we don't need to do the show for a while, because nothing new has happened.
1: Yeah, lots of news from last week, but yeah, this week, not really anything. We got a lot of a lot of comics to talk about, but yeah, not a lot oh, of God. news. What What was your number for book th- books this week? I counted. 17. I, I'm still going through them. I, I, I don't bother counting them, because then I'll just end up in a corner crying.
0: Yeah, I had so many, I'm like, 17, god damn. And I did what I never did before, is that I arranged them almost in backwards order, where it's like, okay, ones that I normally always cover, you get moved here, all the big new number ones and events get moved up, <laughs> so like, Superman, Detective Comics, haven't touched them this week.
1: Yeah, I, I, I have them arranged in... Um in publisher order so like a marvel dc and then like star wars gets its own sort of little thing which is just building up building up
0: i it was such a weird moment too because it's like oh we have action comics and super yeah that was so so fucking weird
1: eh and they were both really shit
0: yeah, I haven't read them yet, but from what I understand, I looked at both of them, breezed through, them, and I'm like, these look horrible. Can we'll, I just quit? We'll
1: get to them. We'll get to them. <laughs>
0: okay, you'll need to tell me, because I looked at both of these, and I'm like, it's hard enough getting through one of you a month. I-, I might just quit reading Superman now. This might be the thing that breaks me. Because it's, it's like, here's the thing. I've thought before, I'm like, wow, I'm really not enjoying action comics or Superman, but I can't get rid of them, because if I do... Then I'll barely be reading any DC comics <laughs> at all, and the channel will be full Marvel.
1: <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. You know, I think we talked about this maybe last week. Like, I'm picking up more Marvel books, and that's just because like of like, yeah. like things tying into things, where it's like, it's oh, come yeah. to a point where some weeks I'll have more Marvel than DC.
0: Oh, I've had more Marvel than DC for a while. And just general quality too, and like shit I'm interested in. Yeah, like yeah. I was looking at what DC's putting out right now, and I'm like, no, not interested in that. Don't like that writer. That guy hates me. Nope, not going (laughs) to read that. Not going to read any of this. And, like, I I want to expand it to where it's like, okay, well, realistically, if I did drop Superman, should I pick up Wonder Woman because I like G. Willow Wilson? I'd have to catch up on everything. Oh, you know, Batgirl, they tell me, is good. But is this Batgirl run good or was it the one before that was good and (laughs) I've forgotten? Because, again, they can't keep consistent teams on many of these books, and that's another big problem. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, believe it or not, everyone, we actually do have some news stories this week. Obviously, it's not going to be as big as last week, but, hey, such is the case. Yeah. Uh, First uh, story here, and this one was surprising. This broke not long before we went live. Uh, It... The director of the It movie, uh, Andy Machete, Machinci, again, he's got a really funny-looking last name there. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to pronounce that. The dude who did It, those new It movies there. Uh, he's been named as the new Flash movie director, another in a very, very long line of Flash movie directors.
1: Yeah, how how long will he stay on that? He says, he says it's his next movie, but, like, I think Rick... Uh, from a you that was his next movie and then he he left after that so is he gonna leave although in saying that well, wb kind of want to keep the guy happy because he's made the money
0: a lot of money on a franchise that they thought was dead so yeah good point also too they're like hey we gave the aquaman to a cheap horror movie
1: guy and it made a lot of money so let's just keep giving them to cheap horror movie guy that it seems is- to be the thing they'll tap all of their horror directors so like um uh, the guy who did Shazam, Dave Sandberg, uh, yep. obviously Aquaman uh, with James Wan, and now yeah. uh, now Andy, they, they're they all tapping, the they're like guys that built like that conjuring universe to do this. It's like, yeah. you guys seem to be doing something right. Come fix this universe.
0: Which, hey, good for them.
1: Yeah, like they seem hey, be you guys working. actually-
0: yeah, you guys make this work. Come work for us now. And also, too, whenever I see something like that, I always think to myself, like, ah, yes, the Sam Raimi uh, trajectory in Hollywood. <laughs> you get famous by making a bunch of low-budget but really beloved horror movies. Then you transition into doing really big, uh, what is it, action pictures for studios. Sometimes superhero movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems to be working. I'd be interested to see what he's doing. I, I just hope that, like, they... they they tell Ezra Miller to act like Flash and like yeah. maybe get him like a runner trainer or something, you know, teach him how to run. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe get motivated. It's it's funny too, you know, he was sure to say in the press like, oh, I promise this new Flash movie won't be a horror movie. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a horror movie because the production around it is already <laughs> a horror movie. It's it, it's really akin to a slasher movie because it's claimed the lives of like five or six other directors before you. <laughs> But I'm sure you could make it
1: work. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm also surprised. Like they never they never mentioned anything about that that thing where like Miller and like Grant Morrison were like writing a script. Yeah, so I'm was- guessing that's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was up with that? That was the weirdest story. It's like, oh, and Ezra Miller has recruited Grant Morrison to work on the script, and I'm like, but but you're the actor you were hired to act not sure is that how fucked up it is over there where it's like oh geez the the star is writing the script the first ad is making
1: macaroni for catering yeah it, it was so so weird they didn't mention anything about this so i i'm just gonna say that like maybe that's not happening now maybe they're just going with maybe andy's got a script or something coming up
0: possibly Again, I still hold firm to our theory from before that the only reason Ezra Miller agreed to write the script is like, okay, if I write one of these, then they can't tap me for another one of those Harry Potter movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, wasn't that also a thing where like he was tied up in the third one of that like the, like the yep. scheduling and stuff so like maybe mm-hmm. maybe this flash movie won't even start until like sometime at the end of next year or something, which which, which, which could be good gives them time to like hash out the script a little bit more. It's true. Again,
0: I've always said that Flash should be the easiest, and yet it's the one that probably yeah. has the most uphill battle because of the TV show where it's like, no, Grant Gustin is this generation's Flash. He has, like, five seasons plus of adventures. How are you going to condense all of that into
1: one movie? Yeah. And how, that would be satisfying. How can you top the Flash show, which, for all intents and purposes, is pretty damn good. Like, from yeah. time to time, it's, it's pretty bad. But, yeah, it's pretty damn good.
0: I mean, taken as a whole, like, you're not gonna hit it yeah. out of the park every time, but just for sheer volume of stories and just, like, again, Grant Gustin proving a lot of people wrong and getting a lot of people to fall in love with the dude, they got their work cut out for them is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they, they should have just hired him. I know they couldn't because of scheduling and how it all works, yeah. but yeah, still.
0: And also just the weird state that the DC Cinematic Universe, or lack thereof, is, where it's like, we're just making movies and if they connect, they'll connect,
1: we'll see. Yeah, like Joker like jo- which only, joker. Which is, you can only see it if you're an intellectual Joe.
0: oh naturally but it's, you see i should have put this down matt they had a new joker trailer but i was so sick of talking about it in the discourse around it i didn't even put it on the list
1: for news <laughs> but fuck it let's talk about joker <laughs> it, it's they they've literally just remade king of comedy but in but like robert de niro is just wearing like makeup now and robert de niro is even in this film
0: I know, there's, it's It's a little King of Comedy, it's a little Taxi Driver, it's a little Falling Down with Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. to which, again, I, I, I'm calling it Falling Clown now, and I don't care if anyone and, laughs at that. And the that's clown the falls
1: down in this film as well. He
0: falls down a bunch. Again, I don't care if you don't get that reference, if you've never <laughs> seen that movie, that's the funniest thing I have ever said, may ever say. <laughs> and please give me head pats for it. I'm very proud of Falling Clown. Falling Down is, is, is a crazy... Crazy move to, it's joel schumacher yeah, interestingly yeah. enough the batman guy michael douglas playing like a really pissed off baby boomer yeah. he's like things are different now and i'm angry and like i'll mess up an asian dude's shop but also like i'll kill a white supremacist later on it's a very confused movie morally
1: yeah and people as i said like surrounding this like because people seem to be praising joker's like message and i'm like oh that's that's kind of wrong you can't you shouldn't be like Like I said, they're romanticizing like mental health and all that sort of Mm. stuff as well as like this message... That, like, violence is a good answer for the masses and stuff like that. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. This this is how people shoot up cinemas.
0: I know. Like, again, like, again, it's not fair because we haven't seen the movie yet, but even still, just judging from the trailer, I'm like, this movie looks like it's loaded with confused messages that will resonate with all the wrong people. Yeah,
1: which is really strange when when you see, like, all the people that have seen the film already at, like film festivals and stuff like which is
0: weird in and of itself that they yeah. toured this around to film festivals what was the last superhero movie that got toured yeah. around film well, festivals it's not
1: a superhero movie as mark maron said no. it's for grown people and mature uh, people you know right. they the th- that's the type of words you want to hear when you when describing joker as a movie
0: yeah yeah naturally you know the silly man in the clown who does the crime well i'm sure you saw it. It, it, it it was like the mock-up poster where it's you know it's joaquin phoenix doing this thing and then the headline says joker imagine clown but instead of jokes does crime yeah <laughs> and i'm like yeah i do imagine that man i sure hope joker says his patented catchphrase society yeah we leave point. it a
1: society we live in a
0: society... That's a George Costanza bit, who is a joker in and of himself, <laughs> and a pathetic man. <laughs> We're living in a society, Jerry. <laughs> uh, God, I can't believe that's coming out soon. I, at least I have an excuse to not see it right away, because I will actually be away at a London Comic Con when
1: that's going on, and I'm not going to go to a movie theater while I'm at a con. Yeah, it's, it's a strange film, because like, like, in interviews they've said like it's not based on anything, it's just like that's clear and it's like well then why did you make a joker film like just just make, just make just make a, a sad a sad like guacquing phoenix movie. movie you know
0: you know what i think this i think it's a combination of superhero movies make a ton of money right now as we saw from suicide squad you make more in merchandising although i don't know if this movie has merchandising. Yeah. and it doesn't seem like it and uh, also the fact, too, is that I think DC saw Logan, and they're like, well, wh- wh- what's our Logan? What's our thing we can do that, like, it's a superhero thing, but it's a prestige picture? Yeah, yeah. Which, for all the people who love Logan, as you should, Logan's a great movie. But here's the thing, Logan doesn't work or is nearly as impactful if you didn't have all those other X-Men movies before it. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of what makes it work so well. But hey, you know, Matt and I will talk about that when we see it. Because I will see it. I don't know if I'm going to see it opening weekend, but I will probably see it. And again, the early reviews are mostly positive. They're confusing
1: reviews, but they're positive? Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I said. They're all using, like, big pretentious words to describe the film. It's like, just say if it's good or bad. Stop getting pretentious with the Joker film.
0: Yeah, it's a movie about a fucking clown who does crimes. (laughs) Man, I can't wait for that Hot Cheetos movie.
1: Oh, that'll be great!
0: No, that actually is a real movie, <laughs> but apparently it's like apparently it's an actual real story about like the janitor who worked at Frito Lay's who came up with Flamin' Hot Cheetos, but who got completely fucked over on all the money for it. Mm-hmm. So yes, the, the that will also be a real important movie, <laughs> the Hot Cheetos movie. <laughs> I like Hot talkies more. Actually, we just got Takis in Canada just recently. Nice. We don't have Takis here. They're hard on the teeth, but, you know, they're they're good. Mm-hmm. They're, good they're good if you're drinking something, too, because, you know, you get that nice salt balance. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? Ooh, a story that uh, I'm sure Matt and I will enjoy. Uh, Star Wars-themed Coke bottles are now getting banned from airports <laughs> all over the world because, again, in an X-ray scanner, they look like a grenade.
1: Yeah, they look like bombs. They
0: literally look, which is a shame because I totally wanted to take one back with me. That's totally a souvenir I wanted.
1: Oops. Yeah, yeah, that that, that sucks. But what are you going to do? I'm sure Disney will like buy the TSA or something and allow them through (laughs) or something
0: man i think at that point things will finally get better only when disney owns the tsa (laughs) okay now show your magic band when going through security now did you book your trip on the app
1: (laughs) yeah you don't have enough disney bucks so now i gotta stick my finger up your asshole (laughs) Ooh, sorry you really should have gotten a travel plan with that (laughs) ah sorry
0: (laughs) you know i put out the call last week matt where it's like hey if we know anyone at the disney parks if we have any fans out there please let me know one guy did actually write me back and let me know <laughs> so the comic multiverse we, we have eyes and ears everywhere <laughs> and we have at least one eyes and ears somewhere in california so thank you dude <laughs> again a, a trip to california is even more expensive for me than a trip to florida would be but it's nice to know yeah uh but yeah so what else we got going on here oh moon Knight. moon Knight's the new hotness right now matt ahead of his show yep
1: yeah. yep yeah.
0: It's nice, too, when people ask me, like, well, what should I read about Moon Knight? I'm like, well, good for you, because actually they've consistently be coming out with really good Moon Knight stories the last couple of years. Almost like they were priming the pump for this. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm looking forward to, like, starting a new Moon Knight series, since I wanted to get on board with that, the the most recent one that came out. Uh, Bemis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I never got the chance to, so maybe this will be a good starting position.
0: I, I have the whole Bemis collection. I've read it halfway through twice for video projects, but then always got uh, stopped up on stuff, forgot what happened, and had to go back. <laughs> it was good what I read of it, but yeah, you got the Bemis run from just recently. Uh, I know there was a single issue there that got a lot of people really interested that went into Mark Spector's uh, youth mm-hmm. uh, growing up in Hebrew school and everything. I'm like, oh, that's a nice touch because people forget he's a Jewish character, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, There was the Warren Ellis stuff that was uh, out before. Those were like one and done issues where there was like barely any dialogue and they were actually also really well done. Yeah, yeah. And then Jeff Lemire had a big long run too as well. Yeah, his run was really great. Yeah, there's this, uh, the new Moon Knight run, CB Sagluski has said is going to be starting in September and that they're going to be taking the character into some bold new directions, which honestly, I don't know what that means because all his other runs have been really bold and really weird and really out there. <laughs> yeah, that, th-
1: what, like, what could they do with him? It
0: literally feels like in trying to make him a bigger character, they have done everything I can think of.
1: They gave him a kid
0: at the end of yeah. the Bemis run. I wonder if they're going to remember that.
1: I say, I say, send him into space and like, and like, introduce shit like Egyptian gods or aliens, and this is all like, uh. like, do do stuff like that. Make him go crazy in space.
0: I mean, we've already introduced that the Egyptian gods that he knows are really more extra-dimensional beings, yeah. a la the Asgardians, so I mean, you know, that's not much of a stretch. But yeah, Cosmic Moon night, let's think of a reason to shoot Mark <laughs> Specter into space. Now I'm on the moon! You can't kill me when I'm on the moon!
1: <laughs> it's the source of my power! So
0: yeah, it's just him running around on the moon. Yeah,
1: him taking, him, like, controlling the moon, smashing it into other planets and everything, and... <laughs>
0: him fighting whalers yeah. them whalers on the moon they carry a harpoon <laughs> oh that's what you could call it moon knight whaler on the moon <laughs> who's he runs into the inhumans on that spot on the moon where everyone can breathe oh no wait all the inhumans are dead well by december they could be back who knows
1: yeah well they're still alive because they're in dr strange but i don't know yeah who who
0: knows but yeah, everyone keep your eyes open for the new Moon Knight series coming in December again. We don't know what it's about. We don't know who's writing it. We just know it's coming in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly here, uh, Donny Cates and Mark Bagley... Uh, ahead of the conclusion of absolute carnage have already announced what their next venom project is going to be some people seem to be confused and thought this was going to be a next event but really it's just the next story arc in venom Mm -hmm. but it's going to be called venom island which is obviously a clear reference to the old spider island story
1: yeah all the all the all the venoms and stuff are going to be on an island and it's going to be run by like an old man who's cloned them all and he's like it's it's gonna it's like venom world and they're gonna break free and marlon brando is gonna come out yeah he's gonna be like pay me more money for this <laughs> i'm gonna cover myself in sunscreen and have a little midget with me <laughs>
0: which i'm fine for all of that again donny cates has been doing great work on venom and i have no idea what venom island is supposed to be but all right cool sign me up yeah I actually really like your premise, actually, because <laughs> we've basically brought back every symbiote under the sun, so yeah,
1: let's throw them all on an island and have them fight. Yeah, yeah, it's like Survivor, but with, like, more violence.
0: Yeah, last one standing, we got too many symbiotes, too many suits, last one standing gets to win, let's whittle these down here. Yeah. We don't need riot, and agony, and, and scream. Sleep or... <laughs> uh, uh, scream apparently is sticking around actually oh, no. scream is getting another miniseries after this miniseries is
1: done oh jeez.
0: <laughs> well they're seeking to imply that scream is going to be taking over the body of uh andy flash thompson's old sidekick okay. because she lost her suit and she's going to be the new heroic scream okay to where it's like yeah all right fair enough yeah i can deal i can deal and, uh, yeah, I guess with that, that's all the news there was this week, everyone. There was not much to talk about.
1: No, there wasn't at all. And, but there is lots of comics to talk about. Too many.
0: I didn't, I barely scratched the sh- How many videos did I make this week? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. So I still have like nine left after yeah, all of this. I've
1: got so many left. Some Big ones as well. Like I, I've barely reached, reached all of the other ones. It's crazy. Where where would you like to start, Matt? Because like I said,
0: I read these in weird, bizarre order for me.
1: Yeah, uh, well, let's start with some of the bigger books, which I'm trying to remember what were the bigger books. Um, oh, let's start with uh, House of X issue 3.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, another issue that didn't jump around in time at all. This was a very straightforward story of Cyclops on, and his team going on what might be a suicide mission to defeat the Mother Mold.
1: Yeah, they, they got to go fly... Fly to Orches, that's uh, around the sun at, at the World Forge, and mm. just blow it up, blow, I'll release it into the sun, basically.
0: Which I like, that's the human's idea when Omega asks them, Oh uh, yeah, hey, why are you building this giant thinking AI genocide machine? Aren't you afraid it's going to turn on? you?" No, 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 that's why we built it in the sun. If we think it's turning on us, we're going to drop it into the sun.
1: <laughs> and then it'll take control There's... of the sun and Moon Knight will have to fight uh... it with the moon. And <laughs> Oh
0: shit, he pilots it like a Megazord. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Moon Knight, only your mastery over the moon can help us. Uh, it's just my name, I can't actually control the moon. <laughs> now you can. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's basically what it was, and you know, it's the X Men, uh, using the knowledge that Moira McTaggart had been able to give them from the now, I guess, defunct timeline, but yeah. maybe not alternate future.
1: Yeah, yeah, it may maybe uh, yeah, an alternate future that can still happen, which I, I imagine yeah. is going to still happen. like Nimrod still how somehow going to come, come back, it's, and it's, it's going to be like an inevitable thing that happens. Right. Right.
0: It's it's all very very terminator. This mm-hmm. is the X-Men trying to stop Judgment Day. Judgment Day is Nimrod. You know, if the Orchis is allowed to build the mother mold, eventually technology will
1: advance so much to the point that they will build Nimrod. Yeah, yes, and they they got to stop it. What was really cool was that I love like ever since we've seen him in that first issue, I've loved how like kind of sinister Xavier has been like like just just seen him in panels like, Oh, there's something not right about him. And it's no, and yeah, it was definitely. it was even more prevalent in that scene where he's talking with Scott, where he's like, No, you're not gonna die, Scott. It's all good. And then Eric's like it's like, uh oh, people are gonna remember people who die and stuff like that. And it's it's so strange and so weird. Very. There's yeah, there's
0: definitely something sinister going on there. He's not who he says he is, yeah. he's not all who he claims to be. Yeah. Uh A fan actually brought up an interesting point and they said, you know, I'm having a hard time getting behind the mutants now because they're all acting like supremacists. And I'm like, are they? They're literally trying to blow up a genocide machine that's being built in space to kill them. And then they're like, yeah, but it's like they don't even care about humans anymore. And I'm like, have you seen the dark future? We don't make it the rest of humanity. Or if we don't make it, we sell out our humanity to the machines just to live a little bit longer so we can flip off the mutants a little longer. Yeah. Really, really, the only thing that's changed about the X Men is that they only care about saving themselves now, which arguably is what they should always have been trying to do.
1: Yeah, they they got their own country now and their own rules, and they they have mm-hmm. kind of sped up the process a little bit. Their Thanks. own law,
0: even. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. As as re- evidence, when when uh, Emma Frost comes to get get Saber and she's like, hey, we've got diplomatic immunity."
0: I love how she comes strolling in like a freaking pimp there with her <laughs> giant gold X chain <laughs> she's wearing. Yeah, she was just
1: missing, like, the cane and the pimp walk.
0: Yeah, she's like, I woke up like this. <laughs> now get in the car, uh, Sabretooth. Don't make me go upside your head again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm alive now. Remember when I died and I was it's in, vaguely. like like, Scott's mind and Scott was in my mind and Scott wasn't real? Eh, that was that was shit in like in like x-men versus inhumans it was so stupid
0: <laughs> x-men is weird oh yeah i remember when she ever so briefly had the stupid cyclops inspired costume for like a page then that never came back yeah yeah and then she took over the hellfire club and was like i'm the black king now and she's like yeah now i'm the white queen again i just changed it <laughs> she's having a real identity crisis emma <laughs> frost isn't she <laughs> every writer's got a new pitch but they don't know what's up but uh, yeah it's a fun story
1: yeah they attack they attack the orchis and uh erasmus blows up like their fire uh, their blackbird and possibly kills them all and they, i said this in my review it's like it's kind of obvious they they wouldn't have died like kurt would have gotten them out or something but like something. i wouldn't put it past big dick be- uh big dick hitman to be like uh. like no they fucking died <laughs>
0: They killed them, but we can clone them again from the, like, pod people tanks. Yeah. Let's explain how that works. Yeah,
1: and that's, like, a sinister, like, caveat to them. It's like, oh, they, they always die, but, like, we just keep making them. We keep bringing them back over and over
0: again. That would be an interesting one. It would also be interesting to be like, look, Moira, yeah, you gave them information they weren't supposed to have, but you ended up creating a butterfly effect where now mm-hmm. uh, the Orchis guys suicide bombed themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's like, for every action, there is an equal reaction.
1: And that leads to, like, Nimrod coming sooner or something.
0: Again, straight up Terminator. No, you only delay the judgment day is inevitable. (laughs) Now vote for me for governor. (laughs) Now that's a twist. Nimrod comes back, but he just wants to run for governor of California.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He knows that's where he can do the most damage.
0: (laughs) And they're like, look, man, he's got good ideas. (laughs) Let's vote for him. (laughs) But yeah, that was a big one and then over at DC the other big one was of course a uh, Batman Superman number 1 from Joshua Williamson which came out this year. Yeah,
1: week. and this was this is basically like a continuation of uh, the the original Loeb McGuinness run from mm-hmm. the early early 2000s. It felt exactly like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, too, even for all the big buildup of like, oh, all these other heroes have been infected, all the other characters who laugh. It's not really about that. It's just really about Batman and Superman clowning around and really getting to. Yeah, yeah kind of take take a walk inside their heads and they do this great thing i love that you can really only do in comics where characters say one thing but their internal monologue says something else yeah
1: it, it's so cool it's so great and it's again like all that sort of dialogue and stuff is like stuff that happened in that Lobe series like constantly yep. so like to see it happen again I'm like oh that's really cool joshua yeah, williamson is- gets these characters
0: He does, and it's fun, and it's funny. Uh, My favorite bit is when Superman comes to the realization that Batman was always a better actor than him, and he's like, yeah, I never got cast in the school play in Smallville. (laughs) Ma Ma always said, well, we can't be super at everything now, can we? (laughs) That's good. And I'm like... And I'm like, yeah, it's true, because even, like, Clark Kent, his alter ego isn't much of an acting stretch for him. It's no. just him being a version of himself, where, meanwhile, Bruce Wayne is, like, the role of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's constantly acting unlike Batman. Yeah, it's the it's the
0: damnedest thing. Also, too, uh, this was David Marquez making his big mm. DC debut, too, as an
1: artist. Yeah, the book looks brilliant. The book looks so good, I actually ended up buying uh, two issues of it to get that connecting cover. I'm gonna go, f- and... I'm gonna frame it up
0: nice nice my favorite bit is how marquez does motion how we see how batman and superman work their way across Mm -hmm. the city batman of course being very deliberate and trying very hard with his grappling
1: hook while superman just very seamlessly hey (laughs) i I, I like like that like superman is like like being nice to bruce he's just like slowly flying next to him so so bruce isn't like left far behind him that's the best part too it's like oh and
0: you know superman is like barely trying but batman is doing everything he can to keep up with yeah
1: yeah i i thought that was good we got the cool thing where like batman is constantly testing superman to see if he's infected because the whole story is they they've got to try and find a uh a missing child who whose brother who witnessed the kidnapping saw someone who they claimed it was Superman uh, who was laughing, Ooh. and so Batman assumes it was like a Superman who laughs, kind of like someone mm. who's been infected by the Batman who laughs. And we've, we find out who that is at the end of this book.
0: Yes, which was a fun little twist. I dig, too, we actually get to see the Batman who laughs Batcave in mm-hmm. Gotham, which we didn't get to see much in the previous series, uh, but we did know it existed. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's very, like,
0: Hellraiser-esque. Yeah, totally. Everything has this blood red tint to it. Yeah. And Superman saying, you know, your cave is always, like, a good representation of where your head is at, Bruce, so I think this tells us where this guy's <laughs> head is at.
1: Yeah, and, and he we find, like, that he's got more Robins and he's, he's taken, he's been uh, using Nth Metal infected with the serum to make Batarangs that, like, infect people. It's always about the anth metal it always <laughs> comes back to the damn anth metal yeah. doesn't it damn nth metal dark metal yeah he's been infecting people and one of the people he infected was billy batson mm-hmm. or a multiversal version of billy batson they were very unclear yes they are very unclear about it i i have to think it it is a multiversal one like it's maybe one from his world
0: yeah because he already had
1: like the filed teeth and everything yeah and uh yeah he changes And, yeah, he's the Shazam who laughs, who's going to take down Superman and Batman. And he's
0: magical, so, you know, he's got something that Superman is weak against. I I did like that before he transformed, the kid even said, you know, I was so good and pure, what was even the point of inverting me? And it's like, oh, well, if he's this evil when he's inverted, imagine when he actually corrupts someone who has some darkness
1: in them. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be really freaky. And we actually... It's really funny how they've done this whole Secret Six thing. Where they've they've revealed mm. who all of them are. There's like Donna Troy, Gordon, yeah. uh, Bl- Blue Beetle, Supergirl, uh, Sh- Shazam, who laughs, Hawkman. They've revealed it all. So they've kind of like taken that like mystery away. And I guess that's probably wasn't the point of the story. Like it's it's not a no. mystery. It's just these two heroes just sort of going on an adventure.
0: Yeah like even so like i said this first issue wasn't even really about that at all it was no. just about Batman, yeah. and superman palling around and hanging out yeah
1: and it was it was fantastic yeah i'm down for it good, good good on them i'm excited to see where this book goes yeah and it means another batman book where batman's not written like a fucking idiot
0: yeah it's nice to read a book where batman is actually capable of holding a friendship with a human being
1: yeah forming words out of his mouth
0: yeah and not being some sort of weird stunted man child yeah uh what else do we have this week oh we had absolute carnage number two we had a lot of tie-ins for this too but we had the main book have you read this one yet i
1: have read this one i'm i've decided i'm only gonna read like the mainline book because like i read some of like the the like tie-ins like the deadpool one Mm. and i'm like i don't need to really read these
0: no, it's not, but it's funny. This whole issue seemed to exist solely to remind you to go pick up Ty.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Like, yeah, we get, so, uh, Spider-Man and Venom escape from Carnage Osborne and Carnage, and, yeah, then it just cuts to, like, read all these other books that, that we have on offer. please
0: literally both the heroes and the villains both stop and say you should you should probably go read these tie-ins spider-man even says look i'm gonna go leave and drum up some tie-ins <laughs> yeah, so, yeah yeah, you
1: go drum up tie-ins of your own and and yeah, i will I, meet I, back here go recruit- in two issues <laughs> I,
0: i'm gonna go recruit some heroes who don't have books right now so it'll be really <laughs> easy for them to come and hang out with us and oh uh, you know if they're actually connected to the original maximum carnage
1: storyline that would probably help yeah yeah Ven- venom venom uh goes off to deal with maker and his son which we'll see in venom venom is probably the only book i read mainly because i know it will yeah. actually be tied directly into it
0: because it's Donnie cates writing yeah. both so naturally yeah
1: and um and then we get like carnage and it, what was interesting is that norman Osborn is obviously like an unpredictable element to the story because he seems mm-hmm. to want the codex for himself and Carnage is like kind He's... of allowing it as well
0: yeah he's his star screaming. much like megatron he's letting this <laughs> clearly unreliable person hang out what's great too is that norman also still thinks he's cletus Casty right mm-hmm. now and his carnage suit looks exactly like cletus's old suit when he first appeared yeah
1: yeah and carnage isn't isn't too happy about that he's like he's like ah oh, it amuses me that you dress up like this
0: in fact it was confusing at first where i'm like wait who's the real carnage it, it was you
1: could kind of tell by the, the the circle thing on the head
0: the circle thing and also he's got like weird shoulder things mm-hmm. that only the grendel suit has yeah but yeah that was that was basically the long and short of the issue really and then as it ends they're like hey go read the miles book if you're interested in these yeah, things go read the
1: miles book if you want to see scorpion and miles team up but then miles like becoming a carnage soldier yeah
0: which is kind of interesting, because Miles has never had a
1: symbiote suit before. They make they make reference to that. It's like, that's why they weren't really focused on, on Miles. Well, they were focused on, on Mac, because he had mm. the carnage at one point. Or he had a symbiote at one point.
0: Yeah, I, I hadn't read it yet either, but... Uh, oh, God, where's where's my brain going now? Come back, brain. Where I had a point to make. Where, where'd my <laughs> point go? And it's fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> It'll
1: come back later and just randomly say something when
0: nothing Just when it doesn't by. even
1: make sense in the conversation
0: oh okay now i remember oh something that i'm sure they won't mention but something i wish they would mention is the fact that in the ultimate universe miles's mother was killed by the ultimate uh venom symbiote
1: yeah i don't think they'll mention that they,
0: that's they, a shame they might,
1: though they, they might they could use that i don't know
0: that feels it. like something they sh- I doubt, too, even though Solid and Amid has been gesturing in the direction of the ultimate universe <laughs> and shit that happened. You you and I had the same idea, too, when it's like, oh, uh, Scorpion is running away from the fight. Venom grabs him and throws him back into the fight, only to have the codex <laughs> in his spine I, I, I ripped immediately out. Immediately
1: ripped out by Norman. <laughs>
0: yeah, and Venom's just like, oh, why did I not see that coming? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> why, why did I throw back the very thing he wanted? <laughs> Shit, I hope I don't keep doing this. Oh, they mentioned his wife, too, in an interesting way, saying that she might very well have passed her codex down as her time as Lady Venom to Dylan the Kid, who I've been saying since issue one. Well, not issue one, because he didn't show up then, but when he showed up, I kept saying he's going to be really important. Yeah, yeah, he
1: will be. He'll. I reckon he'll end up being the like last piece that they need to get and it's all like the heroes protecting dylan and then that's probably where he's gonna venom's probably end up gonna or, like eddie's probably sacrifice himself and that's when he'll tell dylan he's his father
0: right well i keep thinking he's gonna be like symbiote jesus or something because mm-hmm. they keep implying that annie only got pregnant after the suit was on her yeah that's true like like freaking symbiote uh immaculate conception also too the the, the maker he's he's, he's kind of like uh uh ignoring the subject when he's like oh yeah you know uh her, her body you know i don't think it was there i don't think she had a codex i'm like or she didn't die and she just wasn't where she's supposed
1: to be <laughs> yeah she's probably
0: still alive somewhere that was my theory the way he kind of dances around that point I'm like she's alive isn't she yeah. she's gonna show up at I, some
1: point before hearing that i i had a thing where it's like oh carnage is like like gonna has like taken the body and it's gonna use it to like like fuck with eddie right. like like reanimated or something you know something really fucked or up something crazy yeah because he would do that yeah he, he totally would
0: carnage's internal monologue is funny here too because i think some people you know write him like a dumb redneck but donny cates is like no he just loves being evil yeah i
1: i like he he's i actually titled my video they say so i like how he calls himself the gore emperor of a thousand dead stars yeah that's so yeah cool. the
0: red the red right hand of the black kid yeah <laughs> And it's just like, wow, this dude just loves being evil. Because sometimes when you read Carnage, he's just, like, saying super lord shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But here he's just like, nah, I love being evil. This is
1: the <laughs> most evil I've ever been. <laughs> this is the most important I've ever been.
0: Yeah, I, well, since the original Maximum Carnage. <laughs> I've got god powers. I'm threatening the whole world. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so that was absolute Carnage. It was fine, but again, it mostly just existed to tell you to go read to Ions. Yeah.
1: Uh, what else did you want to talk about? Uh, we had, ooh, we actually had big, the big Marvel Comics issue 1000. See, I didn't read this
0: because I had so much other shit, and I kept looking at. It. I'm like, oh, okay, every story is one page. This will it, not work on my channel. Please it, tell me all about it.
1: It, it was cool. It was, re- it was really good. That all the stories were really cool. Um, they kind of cheated when they said there's 80 creative teams. Well, technically, there is mm. a good half of those creative teams is just Al Ewing. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> but he's so talented. Yeah, he is the, like the lead writer on this book because he's he all his stories actually connect in this, um, oh, and they they good. they sort of set up uh, the Eternity Mask and uh, stuff mm. with the Mask Raider. Well, the Eternity Mask for people who don't know is um, a mask that is made from the substance of the being Eternity, and oh, it yeah, it allows the users to have the same power equal to what they are fighting. So they'll always mm. be equal. And um, it's about the mask and, like, all its different uses from right at the beginning of Marvel history to, like, current times where a new person has picked up the mask and become the new mask raider. Mm. And we don't know who it yeah, is. Yeah, I, appara- I saw that at the yeah, end. Yeah, but apparently um, we're going to learn who that is in 2020. Right, we'll see about that. We'll see if
0: this is the next big character they're trying to launch. Yeah,
1: but all the... all, the, all the, um, all the stories were really cool. Uh, the the my favorite were probably like the Chip Zdarsky Iron Man one, which had no dialogue and just had like all the different armors turning into the armors, and then Tony Stark sort of turning into nothing, kind of like how he is in the comics at the moment, where he's. I did read that one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and the Hulk one was really cool by uh, Alex Ross, where the Hulk just like eats eats a uh, interviewee's like microphone when he's trying to answer <laughs> questions and stuff. Yeah, it was it, like the Hulk was. It was really cool but it was also missing like people said it's probably going to be an issue cuz they're doing an issue 1001 as well. Um Oh, are they really? Yeah, apparently for all the creators they missed and it just feels like like in just no. like a quickly added on sort of thing cuz they missed like no. in this they missed like writers that should have been in there like Brian Michael Bendis wasn't in there at all. Uh, but
0: he works for the enemy now. That's, so. Yeah,
1: that's what I said to like, Is that because like he works for DC now or they just couldn't get in because of scheduling or he wanted too much money? Or <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis is dead to us. <laughs> Everything he wrote
0: is dead to us. Well, except for the things that make money. Yeah,
1: but no, it, it was a really cool book. Uh, each story takes place one year in the Marvel Universe from its first issue back in the 40s to like current year yeah it's definitely something i will give a look to Mm -hmm. at some point yeah yeah, you don't need to like rush out and 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 view it no so
0: yeah did uh did you hear the bit too the uh collection actually came under a little bit of scrutiny there because apparently uh mark wade had written like a captain america
1: essay for the book that they ended up taking out oh really he did do a captain america part for this which was actually really cool as well
0: Apparently there was supposed to be an essay in there that was like uh, a little critical of the current <laughs> socio-political climate in America right now, and they and they got rid of it because they thought it was too controversial. Which makes me laugh when they did this so close to taking that Mouse Guy's work out of something. Yeah, yeah. To Where it's like, jeez, Marvel, you're sending you're sending a pretty <laughs> shitty message across <laughs> the board right now. What am I? What wh- what am I to think? Yeah. Uh, all right, I guess moving on from that uh, we had uh, oh we had batman curse
1: of white Knight number two. I literally put this review up before we started this but yeah it that I noticed is really cool.
0: This is the one that really turns up the heat. I was mm. unsure about the first White Knight. This one made me like it because the actual like uh, underlying meta text is starting to take form. It
1: is. It is starting to take form very well. Um, but yeah, we get a story of like more of this uh, Edmund Wayne character from the past and his relation to like Gotham and like how he came to Gotham thanks to yep. an order of the Saint Dumas uh, bringing yeah, bringing on, yeah bringing him over and kind of teaching him how to be not batman but
0: totally batman i like someone in the comment section said wait edmund fights with a whip you know rich guy dead fan. is he just zorro and i'm like oh my god he is zorro yeah, yeah, th- i
1: think that is exactly what sean murphy is going for <laughs>
0: Because, again, if there was no Zoro, there would be no Batman. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. And he even kind of looks like Zoro with, like, that little mustache and everything. He even looks like Zoro. And I'm like,
0: all right, that's pretty fucking cool. But, yeah, so Baka takes him and trains him. But uh, as with any deal with the church, you should have read the fine print. And that <laughs> is, look, we'll help you reclaim your family lands from Lafayette Arkham. But once uh, once you do that, we get half.
1: Yeah, yeah, we get half. And you got to swear your fealty to God.
0: Man, classic, classic church thing. There, it's like, look, God works in mysterious ways. God is also always broke, so give us half of this land. God always
1: needs real estate.
0: Yeah, man, church—the biggest landowners in the world. I, I, I do love that. And then, like that story is further reflected in the modern era when we see Ruth, no last name given. Uh, the representative of the gothams ruling elite the super rich one percenters who's like ah yeah so bruce you want to you want to reveal that you're batman but it's just not good for us in our bottom line right now because <laughs> if there's no batman there's no uh batman relief fund that we continue to drain endlessly yeah. for well so can you not do
1: that yeah I, I i like that he's being like warped and blackmailed in like into something like batman would fight and he's being yeah. being forced to become a villain, basically, and and continue yeah. and forced to continue being Batman. It's, it's like something he, he never wanted Batman to be, but like, it's like grown out of control, basically.
0: It is funny to see that this is more Bruce Wayne fighting against Batman mm-hmm. and the idea being like, look, you don't care, you'll happily uh you know reveal your identity but you didn't really think it through though like you will go to jail and your company will be seized and your assets and all those people are going to lose their jobs and that's not even to talk about dick and barbara and everyone else who could uh, potentially be outed just for knowing you yeah
1: yeah all these people that like may have helped you but may not have helped you will just be arrested and charged just because they associated with you
0: which, again, very adult take t- uh, to, you know, talk about that sort of thing, where it's like, yeah, how does a superhero get out of the life even when they want to? Yeah, the, the answer is they can't. <laughs> yeah, not, not easily. And this has a blowback, too, when the Joker basically ends up
1: outing Barbara after her father tries to make a play for running for Gotham Mayor. Yeah, kind of fucking up his plan. So, yeah, that that was really interesting. Um, and I mentioned next issue we're going to get, like, Dick's identity revealed. And Mm -hmm. and then Batman will probably be forced to reveal his identity
0: yeah it's uh it's very interesting my favorite thing too is that he's barely in the book but what they do with Azriel is pretty great where it's like okay so if the original white knight was all about exposing the corruption of the ruling class of the one percent and everything uh what do you do or what do those one percenters do and what lengths do they go to to try and hold on to their power once people know they exist and the answer is oh they fund an arm a group of dangerous religious fundamentalists is what they do yeah they get in bed the church <laughs> to to literally have them carry their guns to battle and like asriel's sin is like this is a holy crusade we have been sent by god to baptize the streets in blood of like that's that's great but are you gonna deal with my problem are <laughs> you gonna kill batman and become the new batman that we can own and control yeah sure whatever lady cleaning his gun
1: cleaning yeah. his gun I, I i said my review like that they've actually made Ezrael an interesting character like like he's much more interesting than he was in like the original nightfall and what he's like become uh within dc the dc universe like like making him this like nam vet who's like got terminal cancer Mm. and is being manipulated by like the elite because he's like a religious zealot is really cool it's so cool it's better than brainwashed man
0: yeah with knife fingers you're right you know what it is it's that you know when Azriel first came out they were just way too in love with him it's like, oh, isn't he fucking cool yeah. with his knife hands isn't he badass this makes him a better more interesting character by being like no he's not cool at all he's a stooge with a death wish and a mental problem yeah and he
1: doesn't realize he's a stooge and he thinks he's doing good
0: yeah and again this is one of those moments too where it's like i bet they're going to eventually turn on the elite at some point
1: that that's what i, th- I think because him and Batman's stories are kind of like parallel where they're both being used by the elite and I think mm. they're going to realize that and Batman's going to end up teaming with him and to fight Ruth and probably Joker and whoever else is, is going to pop up in the story.
0: Well, the thing, too, is we don't even know what the Joker wants right now. He just wants to dismantle yeah. everything Napier built because he really hates Napier. You got to wonder what happens when Joker finds out. No, no, no. The Arkham family actually had like uh, a role to play in all this. And clearly you are a descendant of the Arkham family. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. And also, what's he going to do when he finds out Harley's pregnant?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's going to be a hell of a thing, too. That was a nice mm. twist. And I like that.
1: I like that. Like Batman didn't even realize. And she's like, oh, well, it's greatest detective you are. Uh, sorry, lady problems are gross.
0: <laughs> Is what Batman said. Girls are yucky. Then he throws his smoke bomb <laughs> down and disappears. <laughs> that's that's a side of Batman you didn't know exists. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see why you had no time to take a wife, huh, Batman? <laughs> I see why Damien doesn't exist in this universe. Yeah. Also, too, you got to wonder, are we going to actually see Jason pop up at any point in this, too? Because obviously that was another uh, thread left hanging. yeah.
1: I- I have a feeling that maybe he, they'll somehow work him into actually being part of the elite or something, maybe right. like, so, like funding them or something. I, I don't know, but um, I, I, I changed my name and made a
0: bunch of money. I,
1: I really hope that they eventually start talking about the world outside of Gotham, like in this universe. Mm. Cause they haven't, they've, they've done He's done a good job of like keeping it like contained within that. So we don't know Very, like, yeah. whether like other heroes exist or, or stuff like that
0: you would think they would have a problem with it too they're like uh bruce the second you reveal your identity that's gonna have a ripple effect to the rest of us so also please don't yeah
1: yeah exactly and like are they in bed with the the elite like it'd be cool to see like like a corrupt like superman and wonder woman very like like homelander and queen mave sort of thing where they're like in it for like the product placements and stuff like that and god i
0: gotta watch the boys but yeah i wonder what is the white knight universe version of superman if he exists at all what does he even look like yeah
1: yeah what are are all these what is the flash like what is wonder woman like aquaman all these people in a world where all the jokes and
0: realistic things we put on superheroes actually do exist (laughs) yeah you gotta wonder but yeah white knight is good and actually only gets better it does it does And and I'm glad, too, to find out that Sean Gordon Murphy was totally lying when he said, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, the second part of this, it's going to be a little bit less political, a little (laughs) less topical. Aha! Aha! No, it wasn't. You had to read a little more into it, but it's definitely there for those who want it. And I want it. Uh, All right. What else did you have, Matt?
1: (laughs) I had Superman issue 14
0: okay, tell me about this because I didn't read it and I didn't want to read it, but I, 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 I have heard rumblings of the bullshit.
1: Yeah, get fucking ready. So yeah, um, picks up where last DJ left off where um, Superman, we get to see a bit more of like the future, quote unquote, which is really a couple of days from when this book takes place, um, where right. Superman wants to set up that whole United Planets thing. Uh, we find out why Jor-El took them to the ruins of Krypton and that is because uh, are followed them. And Mm -hmm. Rogelzar obviously is in the company of General Zod. Um, So Zod saw the ruins of Krypton and got like majorly triggered. So he ended up like attacking um, Rogelzar because that was like part of his plan, part of Jor-El's plan. Oh,
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, because
1: Zod will do what Superman can't and that is kill Rogelzar
0: zod who's been nothing but stupid up until now allying himself with a person who hates kryptonians (laughs) and says i'm gonna kill all the kryptonians (laughs) yeah
1: so they end up fighting and then they end up the ship ends up blowing up and they all sort of start getting infected by um the kryptonite dust and everything so superman goes against his father's orders and saves uh zod and then that's where we get like that was inexplicable bullshit thing where like it's revealed rogel zara's kryptonian (laughs) It just fucking out of nowhere what? yeah yeah and the page is even like set out where like someone says like oh he could have been talking to zod i'm like oh they could have been but the way it's like worded it's like he's talking to rogue so like yeah superman goes out and saves uh zod and as he's coming back he, he like turns to zod and goes you are kryptonian and like <laughs> it's just apparently he's kryptonian now <laughs>
0: how well, i don't even fucking care you waited this long to tell me and now the actual reveal is very
1: underwhelming well, it doesn't make any sense either because we learned through like the supergirl book and the superman book that Rogel's race was like like um predating yeah Krypton. Pre- yeah yeah and and like like the Kryp- he's older the, than Krypton. the kryptonians like subjugated his race and he's the last of them so, what <laughs> this is the side that he's i think he's, start, he's getting ready to jump ship over to legion <laughs>
0: i was gonna say don't fucking tell me time travel is involved in his origin somehow <laughs> oh
1: he's like a future superman or something <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> make it yeah. stop just make it, it it's, stop. it's not over
1: yet but uh the thanagarians arrive at the ruins of krypton and arrest everyone Uh, they take
0: Thanagarians who the level of their power continues to go up and down depending on what
1: book you're reading they take him to Thanagar Prime which is now a bustling metropolis even though it's not um in in other books and yeah they arrest Jor-El but before uh, before Superman can get any answer of why he's being charged the Kund attack and the fucking dialogue in this part like the Kund attack and Superman's like look the Kund are attacking that's literally the actual dialogue and I'm like guess superman i can see (laughs) i have eyes um and they they then they just like the kunda attacking they end up just standing around with the thanagarians just saying we need to stop the galaxy is tearing itself apart we need to do something about it and john's just like let's have a time out and everyone's like that's a fucking amazing idea let's set up the (laughs) united planets that's literally it (laughs) yes small and then the, then they then they 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 call all the races in and try and set it up and then the legion of superheroes appear and say like this is the beginning of like our our era this is how it all begins and it's like we want you to join our legion and it's like not you superman your son because reason yeah and then that's where the issue ends
0: <laughs> amazing <laughs> sounds so like i missed shit. absolutely nothing. oh my god wow. it,
1: it is it's beginning to feel, and I'll, I'll talk about it once when i talk about action uh, but it's beginning to feel like he, like Bendis is losing interest in the, like, cause oh, he's, yeah. cause he's just like, ah, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm, oh, I'm writing oh, the no Legion doubt. now. I'm going over here now. I'm like, i I would not be surprised by this time next year. We have a new writer for Superman. Which he always
0: does. Yeah, yeah. He did it at Marvel and he's doing it now. The, okay. I write six books mm-hmm. like a month. But I only have so much interest now as I get older and you can tell when I stop giving a shit about one project and concentrate on my shiny new project. Like, remember when Infamous Iron Man was really great, but all of his other books went to shit because he was clearly just concentrating on the one. And then
1: it just petered out at the end because that was obviously when he got, like, the Superman deal.
0: Yeah, bored now, Superman deal, leaving. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so this book is just awful, absolutely awful. That Legion book actually starts this coming week. So I imagine that first issue of The Legion will probably be pretty good, but then after that he'll get bought and want to move on to something else.
0: You're not you, you're not, not going to fool me this time, <laughs> Bendis. You're not going to get me this time. Yeah, it's just... Because
1: joke's on you, I never cared about The it's Legion. It's just so inexplicable that, like, someone would let this go to print. Like, the dialogue as well is just awful. Is absolutely awful.
0: Again, he probably wrote it six months ago. was like, I'll get back to this. I wonder if he Marvel methods it. I wonder if he, like, writes the basic outline of it and then has the artist just draw around it. It
1: kind of feels like that. Maybe that's why fucking we had that lightning lab thing happen. Mm,
0: potentially. Yeah, that ruined everything and why it all had to be pushed back. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like you pushed it back. You couldn't fix up all this other stuff. Well, well you did it. Nope. No, no.
0: And then we're also just going to lie, bold-facedly lie, and say it was a year
1: of the villain's cover problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- and then, yeah, almost immediately have it revealed that it was actually something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, that's not how you lie. You pick a lie and you stick with the lie. You don't make up a new lie. Jeez, do we need to take you back to lie school? <laughs> uh,
1: it, yeah, yeah. It, it was shocking. It was. And I'll talk about action comics as well. This was shocking as well. Please do. And, and not just in the writing, in the art as well. The art was absolutely terrible for a fucking yeah. flagship uh, like Superman book.
0: I I breezed through it. Yeah, no, it did it's, not look good. It's
1: awful art. Um, yeah. So it, it was interesting because Leon, this this character who we've learned is obviously the leader of the Invisible Mafia, um, uh-huh. and is a very kind of competent character in that like she's very careful about what she does and everything uh with like i can't say certain words because superman might be listening and i meet in the deadline tub. she just like reveals herself to clark (laughs) she just like meets like comes to the daily planet because she's the owner and it's like hey i saw that hey hey, perry i'm i'm the owner even though they met in they they like know each other in the jimmy olsen book they're like good friends Mm. and that um yeah i'm the owner like what do you want from me and again the Bender's dialogue like perry keeps asking her questions and she keeps dodging them and it's like what's with all his new characters like dodging questions this is just him not having answers and him not wanting to have the right yeah. answers
0: you know what it is it reminds me of like those early seasons of lost when they yeah. hadn't hammered out all the characters yeah. yet and so everyone was just really 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 like uh, defensive <laughs> and just like let's change the subject that's
1: exactly what it's like here because yeah they she asked like what will it take to get like the leviathan story what will it take to break it and he's like ah money and stay out of my, the fuck out of my way so she's like <laughs> yeah cool we'll do that but like you won't tell anyone about me but i want to meet clark kent and you need to get lois lane back and, yeah, so Superman's dealing with, like, Leviathan stuff. He's, like, fighting a monster at Star Labs, which then turns out not to be related to, to, to Le- Event Leviathan. Uh, it was just Star Labs being dicks and, like, testing on, like, creatures from other dimensions. So he writes... There's a lot of that. So he writes, like, an expose on them, and uh, <laughs> this woman really likes it and everything. And then he visits Lois, uh, who is in the middle of her own book uh which she just got attacked by an assassin in that book and right it's never mentioned in this book like clark's not worried about her at all <laughs> Like he's just nah, like hey yeah no, no I, I asked this woman like all these questions and stuff and we get a little bit of backstory on, on leona she's from like suicide slums and um mm. she made like a bunch of investments stuff like that but yeah that, that's where that book ends the the, the um thorn character appears and somehow knows who mr strong of the invisible mafia is so she attacks him and right because
0: that's also the side story that's been
1: going on yeah and then the book ends with naomi arriving in 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 metropolis because because bendis is too. bored of the event leviathan story and wants to tell a story with the naomi it's like you've got more impressing things to worry about mate
0: but but i just wanted everyone to meet my new character, Naomi.
1: <laughs> I want royalties. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, she's very popular now. That series was good. Yes, David F. Walker wrote most of it, but still <laughs> That's why it was my good. character. My character. And I'm just like, "Man, if anything, Naomi is a perfect example of why you need a co-writer on shit." Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not going to split my $30,000 an issue. <laughs> <laughs> You can get fi- I don't know why this is the voice Bendis I'm giving- he doesn't even sound remotely like this. (laughs) Like, all my other impressions have like a- what is it- (laughs) at least embody the personality of nothing else. Like, hey hey, it's fucking Joe Quesada
1: again. (laughs) What's new
0: everyone? You haven't heard from me in a bit. Uh,
1: Hey, I would take him writing Superman over Bendis. (laughs) Same, people forget that, Kosada as a writer. <laughs> yeah, oh god, yeah, these books are just awful, and yeah, as I said, you can tell tell he's getting bored. Yep, yeah,
0: as happens. So you're saying that if I did end up cutting these, I wouldn't feel the effect?
1: I don't think so. Like, because they barely touch on any of, or they don't even touch in any of these other no. books at all. And if they do, it's like Bendis like, referencing something that couldn't possibly have happened at the same time as that book, like this whole lowest thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah
0: and that's and that's the real shame because in the tomasi jurgens era shit actually did cross over yeah. and was actually important and superman was a must read book yeah now it's just like a eh. so little is must read at the moment yeah
1: yeah and so little has happened in this book he he acts like like lots has happened it's like no it really hasn't
0: i guess uh we can talk about something where stuff did happen a lot and that was spider-man life story number six the Ooh, big finale tell me about this Uh, So it's the year 2019 now. Everything ends in the modern era. Nice. Peter is an old man now. He's recruited Miles to be his sidekick and heir apparent because his son Benji actually survived the fight with uh, Moreland, but he's like crippled now. He's got like a bum leg so he can't be Spider-Man. Okay which I, I like of all the future science and tech
1: we couldn't we couldn't fix a bum leg <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing science hasn't created the cat cancer and cured aids and all that but you, you get a sore knee you, you, you're stuffed you know the the,
0: the the legs man you know we just we just got nothing to deal with <laughs> the legs uh His daughter is Spider-Woman. His kids, shockingly, have very little to do in this issue. I I thought we'd see more of them than we did. Uh, Doctor Doom took over the world following uh, the end of the superhero Civil War when Captain America, Iron Man all either died or went missing. Okay, then. Meaning Spider-Man is now, like, the last senior superhero overseeing the next generation of super kids, Miles, Kamala, Sam, etc., etc., but today's the day they think they can finally beat Dr. Doom by going to his moon base, or his space base, and basically pulling a, pulling a Star Wars and, you know, blowing up the reactor. Oh no, they should have
1: gotten Moon Knight,
0: he would have known where to go. Exactly, he would have driven the moon right into it, <laughs> yee-haw, can't <you> stop me! <laughs> but, uh, so they go and do that, and they're like, hey, we're in space, R- remember how the Venom suit took over Kraven and we didn't uh, finish that storyline? Oh shit, he's back! <laughs> And he's all gross and horrifying, Venom Craven, because Craven died so long ago. He's mostly just bones stretched over a symbiote. Oh, no. <laughs> but Spider Man's like, nah, man, I'm old. I've been practicing for this day. Sonic Punch. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting on this one. And then uh, the big twist, you know, uh, Spider Man's like, ah, I guess I finally outlived all my villains. And Miles looks at him and he's like, oh, don't think so fast. Aha, I'm Dr. Octopus. I got inside Miles' head. Oh, nice.
1: Superior Miles. <laughs>
0: We did superior miles, haha! I was going to steal your body, Peter, but you're old and busted now, <laughs> so I took this kid's body. <laughs> and now I'm going to kill you, defeat Doctor. Doom, and prove that I'm a better hero than you ever were. Oh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah, then they end up having a big fight on the Mindscape, where like mind Doc Ox summons the sinister six to go fight him, <laughs> and Peter's like, "Oh, I can do mind tricks too, so he summons like all the different costumed versions of himself from throughout ah, history. That's cool to go fight the sinister six. The best part is, is that is in the end Spider-Man doesn't win. You know what actually wins? Oh really? Yeah, the memory of his aunt, of Aunt May coming up and being like, "Oh Otto, stop <laughs> giving the young man such a hard time. It's not going to bring me back or make me love you and I know <laughs> that's why you're mad." And Otto's like, "Ah, oh, fuck, you got me. That is why." I'm mad. <laughs> And so she and she like hugs him into submission and Peter's like, Wow, Aunt May, all these years later, and you're literally still saving me. Uh, that's cool. And she's like, think nothing about it, son. Ooh, I'm a ghost now. <laughs> I'm a force ghost. I liter- she's literally a force ghost in this. <laughs> there's so much Star Wars in this. And the space station's blowing up, and there's only one pod, and naturally Spider-Man goes to save Miles, and he just like kinda hangs out there like a boss. Well, it explodes, but Miles is saved, and the Earth is saved. He literally saved everybody. Oh,
1: that's cool.
0: And then Mary Jane, in the last couple moments, she's like, Well, Miles, you know, you already have the name. I'm sure Peter would be, you know, happy for you to have this. So she gives him the original red and blue suit. Oh,
1: that's cool.
0: And Miles takes up the mantle. And then they do a little extra thing that is really clever. We get to see, basically, what is Spider-Man's ultimate reward? What's like his heaven, more or less? Mm -hmm and it's going back to the exact moment he lets the mugger go oh wow okay the guy the guy who would go and kill uncle ben he gets to go back to that very moment and he stops oh
1: and he gets to live a happy life and oh that's cool
0: that's the insinuation Uh, that that is spider-man's ultimate reward for being such a good hero and being self-sacrificing he gets a great cosmic duo
1: that's so cool i'm gonna pick this book up in trade definitely
0: it's wonderful it's an amazing tra- it's the it's the best many series of the year so far yeah, there's oh, like man. nothing that comes l- it's one of the best spider-man stories i've ever read it's you know a crowning moment for chip zadarsky if he doesn't win all the awards for this next
1: year <laughs> that sounds cool it'd be cool if they did like a follow-up with miles and it's like goes into the future until it reaches like 2099
0: you could really do that yeah,
1: yeah. the
0: the one thing, like, I don't think it's the strongest issue of this series, mainly because it's modern day, so there wasn't nearly as many references yeah. or even socio-political commentary to be had. It's just kind of like, okay, let's finish the story now.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is a shame, because the previous issues had talked so much about, like, Vietnam yeah, and 911 yeah. 11 and all these other big historical moments. This is like, okay, what's a big historical moment? Uh, Well, remember when Dr. Doom took over the world? <laughs> no. No, I don't remember that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and i'm tr- I like even like trying to make like modern day jokes like nothing fell out yeah. <laughs> where it's like yeah and remember when spider-man uh fought to defend that popeyes in their new chicken sandwich remember <laughs> nope that didn't happen nope i got nothing Re- remember when spider-man went to go see the joker movie he thought it was all right modern references because <laughs> when i'm thinking modern from 2019 i'm like i don't know what the fuck happened this week yeah yeah but yeah, that was life story. Life story is great. That's cool. Yeah,
1: I uh, I had two more. What about you? Cool. I I think I had two more, or maybe three. Um, but yeah, I had Justice League issue thirty. As did I. I and the big start to the Justice do more
0: Yeah, this issue I was surprised it kind of slows things down and gets you up to speed mm-hmm. if you're just hopping on here. Yeah, it's, a,
1: it's it's I said in my review, it's half filler. Like half filet up sort of stuff and half like new story
0: i hate to say that justice league dark was also much the same oh, really? this week as well yeah or yeah, they're just like all right let's bring this down a notch and i'm like oh you guys can do better <laughs> but i can understand wanting to actually let people in where starman basically stops and says all right let me explain to you the whole series up until this point yeah
1: yeah we gotta get these forces away from lex and uh, and to do that we'll, we'll we'll go grab the 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 six infinity stones through time Literally, that's
0: what the the six totality
1: stones. Yeah. yeah, and we'll we'll combine them and and do a new totality that'll be a justice totality. Mm. See if we get all the eight totality balls together, then we can summon the totality dragon <laughs> and give us a wish. Um. So yeah, they they got to go through time to get like the shards of the totality to fix um to like sort of slide their, the the world back into justice a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and give them a fighting chance because as we saw at the start of the comic like that the team will just get steamrolled by lex because he's too mm-hmm. op he hasn't been patched that's, that's not no not that's not where i
0: thought you were going with it at 1st like oh and the team needs to slide back into justice i'm like i thought you're like well, they need to slide right on into justice <laughs> yeah. and give her for the universe
1: <laughs> that's superman's big speech we need to slide on in and
0: <laughs> everyone we need to slide on in you know smoothly and consensually you know that's the problem with lex you know he's sliding on in without asking them in the whole legion of doom <laughs> we can be better everyone what really made me laugh about this is batman is like oh so every hero in the dc universe i deputize you even heroes who should be mad at them right now like green arrow like green arrow should be
1: yelling what about that box you gave me <laughs> Yeah, where is that box? that's gotta come back at some point <laughs> that I has to have been like, like a shard of totality at one point i reckon
0: i think the second the green arrow book got cancelled they're like yeah we're never coming back uh, to this
1: someone should keep just like pestering scott snyder's like what about the box where's the box maybe it was like a tarantino thing where it's like we just gotta keep we just gotta like imagine what was in the box
0: uh, if the box was even his idea or if that was like editorial mandate it's like you know we need to give people a new reason to read green arrow yeah. please make him important in justice yeah
1: that might, that kind of feels a bit like it as well it was the friends we made along the way that's what was in the box
0: <laughs> it, it,
1: it was it was doomsday clock issue 11
0: <laughs> oh shit now that's a meta that's that comes out is.
1: this week unless like you know gary frank w- decided to like redo the whole art for it again
0: i don't doubt it like look until it's in my hand it's not actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out.
1: um yeah so they, they they have to go through time they pick two points one in the past and one in the future to collect the the shards of the totality to uh stop lex and lex of course already knows about this plan thanks to the starro tentacle that that um mm. uh brainiac has been using to spy on on the on the justice league with freaking um tentacles. so it's like oh, we'll, we'll we'll show them We'll show them and the team head into the the future and the past. And there's like a weird hooded being that like wants to, yeah, stop, to stop stop them, but like stop them in like a good way. Cause they were going to cause a fatal error or something.
0: Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. We don't know who that being is. And then the two teams split up into the past, the past head into like the thirties, forties, uh, get to mm-hmm. meet the justice society. That's fun, and
0: they get to do that without having to explain. But wait, isn't isn't Jay Garrick, and isn't Dr.
1: Fist, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and the future team, the Trinity, head to the far future, where Doom has obviously taken over, and commandy and his friends are the only people left alive. I do
0: love that, commandy at Earth's and that's like, hey, this just happens
1: to me, I'm always in a shitty future. Yeah, and we learn that they would have succeeded, except someone time-traveled before them, obviously Lex. Um, yep. And they arrive t- two weeks yeah, late. two weeks too late, and everything is all fucked up, and they're stuck in the future and the past simultaneously. Yeah, so that's 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 cool.
0: It is a fun setup, you know, I'd complain, you know, the time-traveling superhero MacGuffin Hunt is a played-out premise, but Snyder is so good at it, yeah. he picks two really interesting time periods, so it works. Yeah, and,
1: and as well, the teams are really interesting as well, so it's like, like the Trinity go to the future and meet Commandy, whereas like Flash mm-hmm. and Green Arrow go to the past, whereas, whereas I really thought it was going to be the other way around, we're going to have like Superman and Batman and all that team up with the Justice Society, so it's like a unique right. setup with the teams. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's really cool. We actually get issue 31 this week. Like, it comes out the week I after. Know. So that, that must be a pretty big issue. I guess, yeah. It's pretty shocking. They almost never do that. Yeah, and Doomsday Clock issue 11's coming out. So I wonder if there's a tie-in because Snyder has said uh, that, like, it all rolls back into it.
0: Potentially, yeah. And obviously the Justice Society is a huge part of Doomsday Clock. Where it's like, wait, but I thought Dr. Manhattan messed with time so their future
1: never happened the way it was supposed yeah, to. Maybe they traveled to a future, uh, to a past where the justice society existed or like before they were destroyed man
0: wouldn't it be funny that dr manhattan shows up in justice league issue number 31's like oh, i am dr manhattan then perpetual comes in and just like freaking breaks his neck <laughs> they get into a
1: parking lot brawl oh that's just taking great. off her like earrings that. and getting ready to fucking yeah. fight him <laughs>
0: the flash oh he's sleeping he's sleeping <laughs> Hit him so hard he sl- Man, did you see that video that's making the rounds? There's two guys getting into a fight in what is clearly a subway. And the little guy there just hits the taller guy in just the right space. And, like, his legs turn to jelly yeah. under him and the tall guy just falls right down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's beautiful about that video is that the guy then gets back in line to get his sandwich. Because he wasn't not going to get his sandwich, yeah, and I respect sandwich, that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would do it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Look, look! I'm not leaving without that. Look, if I gotta punch every person in here, I'm not leaving without my sandwich. <laughs> God, God! I love fight videos with the uh, outcomes you don't expect. Usually, when the littler guy beats up the bigger aggressor, <laughs> yeah, those always feel good. Just like this Justice League story feels good. It does you can put that on the uh trade there scott snyder justice league do more feels as good as punching a man over a chicken <laughs> sandwich cape cape joel of cape joel.com <laughs> says <laughs> i really want that i really want like a trade paperback to take one of the stupider things i've
1: said that's and put that, that on is the what i jacket. would do like if i was to like do a comic in the trade i'd be like okay get like like some of the, like like celia reviews and put them on the cover
0: absolutely <laughs> This comic made me a man, which is interesting because I am currently a woman. <laughs> yep, that one's going on the cover, you better believe it. <laughs> this one made me crave salty snacks. Boom, cover.
1: <laughs> this one gave me diabetes.
0: <laughs> Boom, also cover. I don't know how that's possible, but put it on the cover. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I had one more and that was uh, Avengers 23. Well, I haven't
1: read this one yet
0: uh ghost riders lots and lots of ghost riders yeah i figured that
1: would be following on from last issue
0: yeah also avengers mansion or sorry avengers mountain i keep wanting to call it avengers mansion even though it isn't avengers mountain is haunted and they try and basically bust the ghosts that are in the mountain <laughs> that's cool
1: i did see that panel where like damon hellstrom is like oh does your mountain usually weep blood because that's happening mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yep, the super powerful ghost has possessed the entire mountain, and it's actually up to boy thing to stop it. Okay. (laughs) Because all things burn, dead or alive, that feel the touch of man thing. Okay, cool. And it's ultimately revealed that the ghost haunting everything is cosmic ghost rider. Oh yes. And he's like, look, I'm not leaving till I kill all the Avengers. And they're like,
1: okay. (laughs) God damn it, Frank.
0: Yeah, goddamn Frank, which they don't know that yet, they're just starting to put that together, like, wait, Frank, what? What, our (laughs) Frank? No, weird future Frank, it's a whole thing. (laughs) And meanwhile in Hell, uh, Johnny Storm and Robbie are having a ghost race, and uh, Johnny gives us the whole history of the ghost races. They say it was the Stone Age Ghost Rider who raced Odin the Allfather in the first (laughs) ghost race. And he won
1: the pink slip of death, and... (laughs) Uh,
0: that's he's literally telling the story. Rob, he's like, I don't care. I want to get rid of the car and the power. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> and that and that like pisses Johnny off. He's like, motherfucker, I'm king of hell. You know what I would give for your powers <laughs> right now to be able to keep all this shit in line. And eventually, he like he, he starts being a dick, but you can tell that he's like purposely trying to prod him to get him to want to be Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, look, if you don't race me, I'll take the soul of your little handicapped brother. To which Rob's like, oh fuck you, we're on deal. <laughs> And then as they're driving around, uh, Johnny's like, oh, you know, maybe you're more ghost rider than you think. You just made a deal with the devil because <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm the devil. And then like we see all the other ghost riders cheering Robbie on and it's like every version of it that, you know, OK, including like the 1930s Tommy gun one from Secret Wars. Oh, I like nice. that. Guy. Oh, that's cool. He's a fun guy. And that's basically the issue. Cool.
1: Cool. Yeah, it's fun. Not much to write home about. Yeah, it was cool. cool. I had two. I had two left, and they were both like kind of indie books. Uh, oh, interesting. First one's Tommy Gun Wizards. Oh, that looked cool.
0: Speaking of Tommy Gunn. yeah, yeah,
1: Tommy Gun Wizards is cool. It's the Untouchables, but instead of Frank, uh, instead of Al Capone running booze, he's running magic. <laughs> Sold. And yeah, it's so it's it's 1930s uh, Chicago, and it's in the grip of the prohibition, but it's a prohibition of magic. And, um, mm. and the speakeasies serve Lick, which is like a, an addictive magic, which can uh, give people kind of like anything that what they want, like if they want strength, it'll give them like an extra mm. hit with their punch. And if it, they can make, you can make them like susceptible, like uh, to influence people and stuff like that. Um, and of course, Elliot Ness and his Untouchables ain't having any of that shit. So that's so <laughs> like busting Uh, all these like speakeasies that Al Capone is running Al Capone obviously is is being heralded as just a legitimate businessman who's who's just Mm. looking after the everyman and all that sort of stuff um of of course Elliot Ness sees through all that shit and he's like nah he's 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 a wizard man He's a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if I reviewed the thing, that would be my
0: title. <laughs> You're, You're a, wizard a wizard, Al Capone. Um, so
1: the story picks up a little bit after they've been, like, doing this and everything. And they, they end up busting, like, a speakeasy where some guy tries to kill them with, like, flame magic um, they bust that guy and he they take him to the cells when they try and figure out where all the lick is coming from and we know it's coming from this guy in like a white suit who we don't know exactly who is but he is like a magician um, and uh the guy that they busted before ends up vomiting up like this vomit creature that like <laughs> give, that's like kind of acts like an like a, uh, a herald for for this guy and like warns Ness that something is coming sort of thing um we learn that Al Capone has been like disguising himself as like a reporter who's been sort of like uh a uh like a supporter of Al Capone <laughs> like cuz mm. we see the reporter earlier on in the story and he's like Al Capone is a really good man I like him he he, he <laughs> doesn't hit puppies or anything and and we learn that that reporter is actually Al Capone using magic as a disguise that's, that's not too ref, uh, far removed from actual
0: history too, because Al Capone loved the press and yeah, vice versa. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, and he's been doing that and he like accuses the untouchables of being like liquor users as well. Like, Oh, they use it to like catch the people and everything. And there might be some truth to that story. Cause the book ends with like, um, them finding out that the liquor is liquor is being, um, um, supplied through the churches in, in Chicago. Mm. Um, Since there's so many churches, it's easier to get it out. Um, And we learned that Ness might be using Lick to like get the, get an upper hand. Like we, he might be a Lick user. It's, it's very, very sort of uh, gray if he actually is, or it actually is just like wanting to stop this, this stuff. And then, and then the, then the book ends with like this weird, like space, adventure where i think it's either like a backstory or it could actually be tied into this where there's like some weird <laughs> like toad creatures that like power an alien city and they like get released from slavery and it might be tied in or it might not be
0: <laughs> that that all sounds very much like my jam yeah, either it's way it's so
1: fucking it's such there's, a fucking cool book
0: there's been a lot of really good indie books out yeah. uh what is it uh, the guy who wrote uh what is it going to the chapel uh, the same guy who did Spencer and Locke, he actually that, sent me a copy this week, and I really want to cover. Sent it.
1: me one as well, and that was the next book oh. I wanted to talk about. Actually, <laughs> oh shit, let's let's okay. I again, I breeze through
0: this one, and I'm like, yo, this looks totally like my jam. But yeah, let's talk about yeah. it. If I didn't have 17 books
1: this week, <laughs> I'd read it. Um, yeah, I, I've got an exclusive look coming up on my channel. Well, actually, the review for this book will be up when you see this video. Um, hey, yeah, yeah, it, it was a really fun book. Um, it's very Tarantino esque sort of Mm. uh three three thousand miles to graceland sort of style where oh um, great reference where the this woman is looking to get married she's like the this the uh daughter of like an influential businessman and these these robbers called the bad elvis gang because they all wear like elvis (laughs) masks um decide to rob her wedding because she's got like wealthy family and everything and she's wearing a quarter of a million dollar a quarter of a billion dollar necklace so they want to. St- uh, D- David Papozzi is yes, the guy. Yes, Spencer and Locke as well is a really great book.
0: It's basically, hey, what if, uh, what is it, uh, Calvin and Hobbes were, like, gritty noir detectives, so, you know, naturally, I'm all about that. Yes,
1: yeah, but this book is really good. I'm not going to spoil the end, because there's, like, a kind of a big spoiler with, like, one of the thieves' pasts, um, which is really Mm. cool to see. But, yeah, it's it's a really cool, fun first issue. I'm intrigued to see the second issue, because that first issue, the end of it really hooked me. And, yeah, it was a great, violent book.
0: Yay for indie comics. Yeah. We don't talk get to talk about them near as much because it's the superhero books that pay our bills. But, you know, there's been a lot of really good ones. Zdarsky had White Trees a couple weeks ago, and now we got yeah, these. Yeah, Night's
1: Temporal is a good one. It's had its second, second issue this week. I haven't managed to read it yet. But, yeah, that looks really cool. I saw that, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you gave a strong, uh, what is it, endorsement for that last mm-hmm. week. So, yeah, is that the show this week, Matt? Is that everything we got to that cover? That is everything. That's everything. All right. So thank you everyone so much for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first before anyone else. Uh, For as little as a dollar a month, you get the audio version and for five bucks a month, you get the video version. We usually try and get that up as soon as possible after we record on Sunday uh i actually redid a bunch of my patreon tiers just recently so uh be sure to get a good look at that maybe you want to up it if you're existing maybe if you want to try it for the first time i'm going to try and put out some exclusive commentaries just for that Mm -hmm. so definitely check that one out Uh, i will be attending the london comic-con at the beginning of october i think that's the 4th to the 6th that's official now i'm a guest i will have a panel on saturday and probably be hosting a QA on the sunday just nice. wanted to get that one out now nice uh key or no go uh, I, was, I
1: was just nice
0: oh I, I, th- I thought you had more to add that's nice and also fuck you <laughs> <laughs> uh keto crate uh obviously we still have the link down in the description uh get some awesome keto food lose some weight get some yummy treats there while you're at it and support the show it's a good deal i'll be sure to link all that down in the description uh do you have anything to say Uh,
1: i'll actually be at oz comic-con this coming september at the end of september on the 21st and 22nd uh really looking forward to that i got my media accreditation the other week so looking forward to covering that that. lots of really cool stars going as well so i'm hoping Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i've put my name down for some interviews so hopefully they get like signed off in time
0: i always put those down and i never got anything from but then but then again i think i always aimed a little too high too i'm like hey can i interview mike tyson like mike tyson didn't show up (laughs) and i'm like to which i'm like oh that's sad but then i'm like oh mike tyson is just roaming the streets of toronto someone (laughs) better stop
1: him hide your ears
0: yeah really a roaming mike tyson (laughs) Hey, hey, can I talk to Justin Royland? Oh yeah, Royland's late and he has a panel now. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I gotta catch my train, so I guess I'm just not doing that. <laughs> that's that's a little dirty secret about panels and media accreditation. You can put your name down, but there is no there's no promise you're actually gonna get to talk to any of these yeah, people. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so all right everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and Matt and I will be back again next week. Maybe there'll be a little bit more news. Who knows? Yes, yeah, who knows i was this close to saying let's do a commentary you know what i should have a panel over on the patreon page for people for movies they want to see us do
1: vote vote for dark phoenix because that comes out
0: (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen it yet and i'm not gonna that's why i want you to watch i would
1: i want you to like be like like us do the commentary with you watching it for the first time because it's it's an awful film You're a cruel, cruel man, Matt.
0: I guess we should do something Joker-related. I'd say let's do Killing no, Joke, the no. animated movie. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to watch that again. No.
1: I'm
0: trying to think what else is Joker-related that we could do. We just
1: like compile a list of like cringy YouTube Jokers. <laughs> oh God, there is a lot that'll, of them. That'll be a while.
0: You know what? Actually, wasn't a cringy Joker thing. A very short-lived. I think his name was Scott McClure. He was like an actor, director thing. He had a web series called uh, "The Joker Blogs," and the idea was is that you know these were like uh, session tapes from Arkham Asylum, and it was basically just an excuse for him to be like, "Hey, I do a pretty good Heath Ledger." Okay, that's pretty cool. They weren't bad they were actually like okay this is kind of fun and like he was clearly a comic fan because he would weave in a ton of different references and a bunch of different names in the stories he told and things he said it's very it was very much like benched in the world of nolan but like unlike nolan this guy clearly had references and shit to make. okay cool and that was fun i don't know if those are even still up or anything
1: yeah interesting
0: i'm sure that i'm sure that guy looks at the new success of jokers and shit and he's like damn i was,
1: I was years late years early <laughs> years
0: actually hey, for that suicide squad movie when they were talking about joker and they put it to that song they you know i started a joke started the whole world laughing he did that like three five years before
1: oh, 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 oh. Maybe
0: they, he said a whole thing to it yeah They know. copied him i'd be i would feel a little ripped off to you know make such a specific <laughs> music choice but who the fuck am i kidding they probably just put clown laugh joke song and just grab the first <laughs> one Like that new movie, Send in the Clowns. And I'm like, don't do that. You just make me think of Krusty the Clown when he does that bit. All right, I'm rambling now. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Show's done. It's over. Get out of here. We're done. Get get
1: out of here. Why are you still here? Get
0: get out of here. But come back next week, same time. (laughs) I'm kicking you out, but only kind of kicking you out. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you later then. Bye-bye.